Oh gosh. Okay, we're getting into cellular stuff. I I was like, if we just stick to jellyfish, I'm fine. I should never have brought up the cellular stuff. Oh gosh. <laughs> okay. You're listening to Fauna Facts, where we talk about facts about animals that you hopefully probably haven't heard. It should be funny as well as educational. <laughs> Why is that so funny? When you want something to be funny, you should always open it with, it should be funny. <laughs> oh, I see. Let everyone know what to expect. This is a comedy podcast. We're listed that way on iTunes. Which you kind of ragged on me for. Yes. I listen to comedy podcasts and those people have theater degrees. I just felt that for me personally, I couldn't list myself under science or educational. Oh. Yeah, we're just... We're, we're undefinable, Grace. Yes. Can't be put in a box. No, we're outside the boundaries of podcast categories. Well, anyway, I'm Grace. And I'm Mads. Today, I wanted to talk about jellyfish. Yes! So I wanted to talk about a specific jellyfish in particular, the immortal jellyfish. <gasps> it's kind of... I, eh, eh. Immortal might not be the best word for it, but it does live an awfully long time. My cousin brought this to my attention. Thank you, Bella. But before I talk about the mortal jellyfish, you should know about regular jellyfish. Because I think it's not that cool to learn why the mortal jellyfish is immortal, in quotes, without knowing about regular jellyfish. Okay. So jellyfish have a really weird life cycle. And actually, this jellyfish, when you say jellyfish, it just looks like a jellyfish, so we call it that. I think when people think of jellyfish, they think of moon jellies and stuff. Mm -hmm. But this is more closely related to things like Portuguese man-of-war. They're hydrozoans. You probably don't know hydra. I feel like only people who study zoology know hydra. They love hydra. In hydrozoans' lives, they have a polyp stage, which can be the hydra stage. So they're this little stalk with tentacles, pretty much. And they can have be colonial and have a bunch of polyps, like a bunch of stalks with tentacles coming off. And then they have a medusa stage. So the medusa stage is what we think of as jellyfish form. In order to get from polyp to medusa, so they have this polyp stage and there's all these little different polyps with different jobs. So one's catching prey, and then there's also reproductive polyps. And so these rep reproductive polyps, they bud off the Medusa stage. So they just make clones of the Hydra. So it's identical DNA, except it's not, it's not a polyp. It's a jellyfish. It's a Medusa. And so these Medusa are floating around. And then, so that's asexual reproduction, right? They're, they're making clones of themselves. The Medusa, they are sexual. And so they produce sperm or eggs, and then they need another one. The sperm fertilize the eggs, and then you have a little larva, and that either turns into a Medusa or it becomes a polyp again. So that's like the basic 
blueprint of how these jellyfish cycle. It's really weird, but that's what it is. So you can get a lot of weird variations. I guess weird isn't the right word because there's so many variations that they're normal, <laughs> but that's the basic plan. So the immortal jellyfish is different than these guys. It has polyp stage, it buds off the medusa, but then when it gets hurt or there's too much salt, or it just ha it's just a bad, it's in a bad place. It does not die. Instead, it turns back into a polyp. Mm -hmm. So most Medusa, if they're hurt, they die, right? These guys, instead of just toughing it out and producing sperm or eggs, they can turn back into polyps, which technically they're immortal because the polyps produce clones. So they're just producing identical copies of themselves that become Medusa, that can become polyps. So it's immortal. Does that make sense? So you're saying they turn back into polyps or a polyp and then that clones itself, but that original, like the polyp prime, might die? It can. It could die. But because they produce Medusa, but they also create copies of themselves as polyps, so they become this colonial mass of polyps. That's why I think Immortal is kind of a dumb name, because obviously the Medusa that polyp produces is not the same animal, right? It's just an identical clone. So it's kind of misleading, but it's still pretty cool. It is. Yeah, so they're using these guys to study cancer, because they shut off things like when it's getting sick, it can just shut off certain genes and become a polyp. How does that help with cancer? Maybe I'm explaining this wrong. It made sense in my head, but then now that I think about it, why does that stop cancer? Okay, so my very, very basic understanding of cancer is that it's the overproduction of cells. Yeah, in the wrong place. Well, here in this National Geographic article that should be reputable, this expert says, what is her first name? Well, the last name is Perino. Uh, like cancer cells, some cells of the jellyfish that were supposed to die are able to switch off some genes and to switch on some other genes, reactivating genetic programs that were used in earlier stages of the life cycle. That is why I did not know how it could stop cancer, because that is very vague. It is. Yes. I, I have to admit that that sentence means nothing to me. Well, I think it's because cancer cells, there's something wrong with the genes they're expressing. And there's some things that are supposed to be turned off that are turned on in them. So maybe it's the same. Yeah. I think that's, that's where they're going with that. But anyway... Yeah, I can talk more about jellyfish, but that's as far as I can go about with cancer on this So one. fine. Can I be annoying and ask a tangent question again? Oh, yeah, sure. So when I hear the word polyps, I think of coral and the life cycle of coral. Is that similar at all? Yes, it is. I was calling these hydrozoans. So when we think of true jellyfish, those are scyphozoans. Those are another group of a major phyla or major taxon of animals. So we're all chordates, arthropods, another phylum. They're just really big groups of related animals, right? 
So these are cnidarians. So there's the true jellyfish, there's hydrozoans, and then there's anthrozoans, or the flower animals, is how you like, translate that in Latin. And those are the corals and sea anemones. You know how I was talking about that basic plan from polyp to medusa? They just don't have the medusa stage. Mm. But they still have the same stinging cells that jellyfish have. Oh. Obviously, some of them can build reefs. That's a big thing. They're all Nidarians. Do you want to know a quick fun fact about coral? I do. Yes. I sent this to my parents a few days ago. It's a bit of a clickbaity title, but it says, Man postpones retirement to save reefs after he accidentally discovers how to make coral grow 40 times faster. Oh, that is clickbaity. Grow your own coral in your backyard. So ordinarily it takes coral reefs between 25 to 75 years to reach sexual maturity. But what he accidentally discovered, he was like trying to remove a coral from the bottom of a tank and then it broke into a dozen pieces. And then all of those pieces regrew to the same size in only three weeks, which is incredibly short because otherwise it took him three years to grow the original coral. Oh, wait, they just found this out? This seemed like it'd be, I don't know, really basic stuff. I mean, I think it's only been published literally the 1st of December, but I can't say how well known it is in those circles because I sent it to my parents and then they sent it to one of their friends who actually works with Coral. And she said, Dave's got a lot of publicity about this, Dr. David Vaughn. Dave's got a lot of publicity on this. He's, and the small fragments grow much faster than an adult coral. Not sure if it's all coral species. So small colony slash newly settled recruits grow faster. So I don't know how long they've known it in the trade, as it were, but. Hmm. I don't think they're just going to go and smash up reefs, but. I don't, no, I don't think that's the point. No. (laughs) But I think it's great because, I mean, that's an incredible increase in speed yeah no that's great anyway sorry i'm taking over your oh no that's all i had on a mortal jellyfish i mean if you bring up marine life like i will have comments yeah all my marine knowledge is from textbooks i've been landlocked or next to fresh water i mean mine's word of mouth which might be worse yeah but i mean you spent time like your parents live in miami so you're exposed to that a little bit more at least do you have more you'd like to say about jellyfish? That is it for now. Well, thank you. That was very fascinating. For me, I was not quite sure what I wanted to talk about today, but based on your story, I realized that one of the things I wanted I was thinking about talking about is directly related in terms of cloning. So I think I'm going to go there. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's talk about clones. All right, let's talk about cloning your pets. Oh. (laughs) Is that something you're interested in doing? No, I would never in 1,000 years. I think it's wrong, and we can get into why, but I definitely deeply feel that that's wrong to do. But I don't know if you heard, but back almost a year ago, I think it was, uh, it came out that Barbara Streisand had done this. She had cloned her favorite dog, or maybe not, whatever. It was her dog had just passed away, and before the dog had passed away, she had 
I don't know, harvested some cells from the dog and sent it away and got four puppies out of it and gave two of them away and then kept two of them. Okay. I mean, I guess if... It must be so expensive, right? I guess if you're going to do it, you might as well go all in. Jeez. Yeah. So it's about... I've, I found different sources saying different amounts, but it's anywhere from 50000 to $150,000. Oh my gosh. And interestingly, seems to be more expensive for dogs than cats. Not sure why. Hmm. But I thought this was really interesting because I feel like that's not a thing I hear about that much, cloning pets. Like, I remember the sheep. Remember that sheep? Yeah, that was a big deal. Yeah, that was apparently 1996. Mm-hmm. Dolly. Yes, Dolly the sheep. Apparently they've cloned about two dozen other mammal species, including cattle, deer, horses, rabbits, cats, rats, and of course dogs. It was actually in South Korea in 2005 where researchers announced that they had cloned a dog for the first time after three years of work and more than 1,000 eggs. Well, no wonder you have to pay so much. Yeah, this is part of the problem is that factually the cloning process only works about 33 to 40% of the time. So there's this really strong potential for miscarriages. It's, again, I'm sorry, my stories are always, not always, but often going back to animal cruelty. It's kind of like a high-tech puppy mill in the sense that there are these labs with these dogs that are just pumped full of hormones to be producing these embryos, and then they're, like, deleting the genes from those embryos and then inserting your dog's genes into the embryos. And then, again, with the huge, the high percentage of miscarriage... It's just happening all the time. Ugh. Okay, I didn't really think about it that way. Yeah, it's not good. So that's that's a big reason why I'm really against it. It's also just silly because cloned animals aren't going to be exact replicas of the original animal. Right. Yeah, and I heard they had health problems usually. I don't know about the ones that survive, like were carried to term and actually born. I'm not sure about the health statistics of those, and obviously they're probably not that big of a data pool, but Mm -hmm. at least at this one South Korean lab that does this, says that the cloned dogs were healthy. Okay. But... But I thought they... I've heard, like, have shorter lives or something. I don't know. I didn't find anything about that, but that's not to say that's not true. I don't know that. Hmm. So did she go to South Korea to get her dog then? Or where did she go? I'm not sure that she ever said where she went or what company she used to do this. So it could have been there. Apparently there's also some group in Texas that does it. What's silly about all this? Okay, so it's like your pet's sick or old. You're like, I love this pet so much. I want them in my life forever. And so you have them cloned. You're kind of like... Mm -hmm hurting other animals in the process of this, which is very ethically questionable. And then beyond that, not only is there no guarantee that the pet will look exactly the same, they're not going to have the same personality. No. Because obviously, even if they are genetically the same, environment accounts a lot for personality. It reminded me a lot uh, of your statement 
where you talked about the immortal jellyfish and you said, but it's not really immortal because it's just a clone. And that's kind of like the exact same thing here, right? It's like you're not getting the same dog over again. You're just getting a new dog that looks mostly the same. Yeah. I mean, some things will be the same, right? Like intelligence they found is heritable, but it's still like... There's a lot of, that goes into personality. Right. Jeez. Yeah, so it's not great. I don't condone it. I don't agree with it. There's also plenty of animals out there to adopt. Oh, yeah, cloning. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I was thinking, I was like, well, one day all the cattle we eat are going to be clones. You're just going to find the perfect cow and just clone it over and over and over. But I think they'll actually find a way to grow meat in a vat. Yes. Before they That's do that. what I'm waiting for. I think they'll either grow in a vat or like 3D print it, you know? Oh. Printer v Yes. Mmm. Yum, yum, yum. <laughs> vat beef. <laughs> I'm here for it. I'm down. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Me too. All right. Well, now that we've taken this to a very weird place... <laughs> Yes. Um, should we wrap this one up? Sure. All right. This has been Fauna Facts, where we talked about clones and then tried to talk about some things we don't actually know about and moved on. If you would like, which you should like, you should subscribe, you should review us, you should follow... Oh, if you want to see visuals, you should check out our Instagram, at Podcast. If you don't have instagram you can check us out on fonifaxpodcast.blogspot.com i always get that wrong i'm pretty sure it's blogspot and then what was the last thing oh if you want to share animal stories with us you can always tell us but you can also email us at fonifaxpodcast. oops at gmail.com thank you very much for listening it's been a blast bye 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 <laughs>